0: Well, today is day fi- uh, 15 of our 52 days as a church family. We've committed together to go through a devotional book called Secrets of the Secret Place. And by the way, this is the last Sunday. Those books will be available for you in the four-year if you'd like to get one. But we're on day 15. And what we're doing as a church is, is dedicating 52 days of unified prayer where we're going through the devotional book together, but also praying for what we call the three. We're praying for the three people in our life that do not know the Lord. We're praying for an opportunity to share Christ. We're praying that the power of the Spirit will begin to stir in the hearts of those, of those three. We're praying for our three neighborhoods closest to us uh, that are very near to us, that the Lord will open their hearts, open the neighborhood, and give us wisdom and discernment about how we can minister to the families that live right here beside us. And we're also praying for our schools, the three, the three schools that's actually growing into more schools as we begin to try to figure out how we impact uh, the kids of our area as well. So please keep those in your prayer as we uh, go through these next few days. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand. I want to read Matthew 18. Go ahead and stand. (coughs) Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. A small verse, but man, it is so powerful. We're doing this series on prayer, uh, finding what Jesus said about prayer, and then trying to learn to apply that to what we're doing right now as a church family. Matthew 18, verse 19 and 20. I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. Lord, thank you for this promise. Help us open our eyes to see it. And look, Lord, let it move beyond an intellectual pursuit today. But God, I pray that it will go deeply into our hearts and transform us into being a people that Walk in one of the greatest areas of faith is to pray and trust you with all things in our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we, we found out that it's important that you find a secret place. It's important that you get alone with God on a daily basis. And it's primarily not to give our list of things that we want or we need. I'm finding that prayer is primarily learning to hear what God is saying, and so that I can get my life in agreement with what he's saying, with what he's doing, just tuning up my heart to hear his voice. And when I began to understand that, prayer began to make a lot more sense to me, because I, I grew up thinking it was just me making, asking him for like a Santa Claus in the sky, give me this present, give me this present, when in actuality he knows what's best, so I need to get my life in, order, and in alignment with his will. But he also shows us in this passage that there is importance about us praying in unity. A unified prayer has the promise that says, I am there with you. That's, that's very significant. When you are praying in agreement, it says the Lord, the Lord himself says, I am right there in the midst of that prayer. So that's pretty significant if we really believe that. We might be gathering often more often than we do today. But here's some things that come out of that passage that I want you to get down. It says, being in agreement, verse 19, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, if two of you agree about anything that you ask for, now this is a specific agreement where you come together for something. It's an issue. It's a a problem that you're asking God to deal with. It's something that you're going to come together that's distinct, that puts your desires in the same place and asking the Lord for something. And you need to know, basically I've been saying this uh, already in this series, that when we ask, it has to match up two standards. In other words, if two or three of you gather and say, I would like a, a new Lexus car, I don't know that you're going to find that scripturally that you can say well that's God's word on that right I don't I'm not seeing lexus in there I don't have the newest translations but I don't see that one right so that's not what I'm talking about it says you we have to agree in spirit that means the spirit of Jesus within us and truth which is the word of God when we ask according to the leading of the spirit and according to the instruction of God's word, he says, you have what you've just asked for. So that's important in the guiding of what we choose to do. Uh, The deacons and I, and I wrote this down uh, on May 23rd, the deacons and I met. The reason I remember it so well as I was starting to study and prepare for this back in that day, and uh, our brother, T.K., was going through one of the most difficult stages of his life. I asked him if I could talk about it, and he said I could. He was going through a difficult time, and we were all grieving with you, brother. We were walking that with you. And I, we got together that night in that meeting with all of the deacons around in that room, um, and I had just been studying this little section of, of Scripture And I said, what do you think the Lord wants to do in this situation? Quiet like this for just a moment. And then there would one begin to say, well, we believe the Lord wants to restore. Not just get by, but to restore our brother to a full position. And we said, what do you feel like the spirit of the Lord is saying in the midst of what we're going to... And, and the words came. and I said, what does the scripture say? And the guys were sitting around the room. I said, what does the scripture say about this situation? He said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. Is that a scriptural truth or I just make that up? It's a scriptural truth. I came that they could have life and have it to an abundance, to full. So we knew God's word says... This is the truth, and we felt like the spirit of the Lord was saying, pray for this, and so we prayed. It wasn't wasn't any fancy prayer. We just said, Lord, we're in unity, and we're going to ask that you on this day begin a work, and on that same day, we prayed for Brother Jim's grandbaby that was waiting to be born in Germany, wasn't it? Baby was born, baby's healthy, so thank the Lord for that, yes? because the Lord heard our prayer that day, but we're also praying this for our brother. And uh, We also said, what does the scripture say? What are we to do? And And it says in James, and I've read it often here, if you're sick, call elders, and the elders were in the room, and we were praying. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Didn't say maybe. It just says he will make the sick person well. It says, confess your sins to each other so that you might be, and pray for each other so that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I even said that night, gentlemen, there's nothing in here about us righteous except what Jesus has done for us. And he makes us righteous by his covering. Therefore, we can pray because ourself, we would condemn ourselves as non-really, not really righteous. So we couldn't pray. But we found out that we were covered by Jesus' righteousness, therefore, we could pray a, a prayer of righteousness. And we prayed that night. Not only that, we prayed in agreement. We said, Lord, we want to ask you to heal TK, provide for TK, and raise him to strength. We were in agreement about what God's word said, we were in agreement about what the Spirit was leading us to say. And I even asked, do you believe that if we prayed this, God will answer it? And the answer was, yes, we believe. And we prayed. It was within a very few short hours that I talked with TK again. The Lord had arranged some things in his life. And uh, within a very short time, actually the next couple of days, TK started coming back really strong. And the healing of the Lord was, was almost instantaneous beginning to come back quickly not only that he's continuing in uh, provision job opportunity and moving back into a place of strength what I'm saying is I'm not trying to pick on TK I'm saying in that weak place men got together in agreement and prayed and God heard and answered and is answering because I was even thinking that night as I was doing this study Lord I'm going to put you to a test I really did I didn't tell you this I said, Lord, you said this, and we're going to gather tonight. I want to see what you're going to do. And he did it. Thank the Lord, huh? He's awesome. First, we've got to be in agreement. It says it right there in Scripture. Second thing, we have to gather in his name. We weren't gathering that night in TK's name. We weren't gathering that night in Hamlin's name. We were gathering that night in the Lord's name. That's why we're here. That's his, his calling on our life. It's for where two or three come together in my name, there am I in with them. Jesus has got to be the center. He's the glue that holds us together as a, as a group of believers. It's an acknowledgement of our position in Christ. Like I said earlier, if it depends upon my righteousness for God to do his work, we're in trouble. Because the scripture says, my very best, that means on my most religious uh, cleansed day, that I'm like filthy rags compared to the holiness of God. So if it depends on what we can bring to it, we're in trouble. So we have to remember who we are. We were chosen by the Lord We were brought to the cross of Christ where we were able to lay down our sin, and this is available to every man today, every woman today. We lay that just as we are, the old song, just as I am. I bring my mess and I lay it before the cross and say, Lord, I have nothing to bring you but my sin and my failure. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. And on that day, the Lord covers us, cleanses us, puts a, a robe upon us. We have to remember who we are when we're gathering in His name. We're His, bought with a price, here for a purpose, filled with the Spirit, given a mind to be able to be transformed back to the truth of God's Word. We get to be His people. We come together in His name. In our praying, the prayer must in all way honor him. We should not ever get to the place where we're saying, Lord, thank you for for us being so good and so holy and so we get to do such powerful, miraculous things. No. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you're true to your word. Thank you that your your plan for man is to raise him up from brokenness to a full abundant life. Thank you, Lord, for who we are. It's praying in accordance with God's will. Mark, in chapter Mark, Mark chapter 2, excuse me, verses 1 through 12. I'm not going to read it, but you're going to know the story. I've shared it with you before. But when these four friends carried the paralyzed man, you remember? The paralyzed man, they carried him to to meet Jesus, to see Jesus, uh, because he couldn't walk, he couldn't work, he was paralyzed. Uh, We don't know what the paralysis was. But there's a line in my notes that that really got my attention when I started thinking about this part of the, it says, they knew, they knew he would be healed if they could only get him to see Jesus. They knew, those four guys knew that if they could get him to see Jesus, he would be healed. I pray that that gets all over us in such a way that it changes who we are, that if we knew we could get them to see Jesus, they would be healed. It would change us from being religious consumers to being ambassadors of Christ. Not only did that, did Jesus... Healed the physical needs of that man he healed him spiritually you know what he's told him if you'll read it go back to this afternoon and read it he says your sins are forgiven he said but, but to just show you to these skeptics around go ahead and pick up your mat and walk home and he did see that's what I'm talking about that's why we're praying I'm not doing this little activity with you Just to be cool. I'm asking you to do this activity that the closer you get to Jesus, the more you know that if we can just get them, our friends, to see him, they'll be healed. And we have to pray in such a way that if we can get them to come into the house of the Lord, that they don't come in here to go through four songs or three or four songs and endure a preacher but they come in here to see Jesus. And we pray and we ask the Lord. We have intercessors praying throughout the service that the presence and the power of God is so strong in this house that at the moment, actually, when they start driving on the parking lot, they begin to sense this move of God in their heart. What is this? They don't even know what it is, but it will be very weird to them. But they come in and we'll try our best to tell them the truth about what God's word says and then trust on the power of the spirit working among his people and it says if we knew we just know that if they, we can get them here to see Jesus they'll be healed it takes faith and it takes us getting out of our comfort seats and going after them that's why we're praying for those your three friends I talk with my counselor friends and teacher friends business friends, and they all say the same thing. We're in a post-Christian culture. And the problems of that decay are rapid. We're now probably three generations into this. And so the decay is now uh, speeding up very quickly. Just I was just thinking back. The Lord just reminded me that... Says when it when evil starts coming in as a flood, that he's going to raise up a standard. I don't know if you see it. It's coming in like a flood. And we need to be asking the Lord in agreement for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a revival within our hearts, that we begin to be a people that are on fire. That we know that if we can get them here, they're going to meet him. That has to be our motivation. We must be in agreement, we must gather in his name, and third, being sure in God's answer. Look at the bottom, look at verse 19c, I underlined it, it will be done, excuse me, puberty. I'm a little slow. <clears throat> it will be done for you. Do you see, he's a little wishy-washy in this answer, correct? Correct? Is he saying it? He said, I, you know, if you're good on that day, I might answer that for you. Or if I'm, fe- God says, if I'm feeling good, I may do something nice for you on that day. That is not what this says. It says, it will be done for you. That's the test that TK, I used on you because the Lord, uh, as I was dealing with it before that meeting that night, it says, Lord, you said right here, you're going to do this. Was he uncertain of what he was going to do? Was there a possibility he was going to fail? No. He said it will be done. Joining together in unity with people who have faith, love, and the spirit, in the power of the name and the presence of Jesus, it says he acts consistently with his nature and with his word, with his promise. Do you know what the evidence is of this promise? There's only one evidence. You know what it is? The answer. The evidence is that when God fulfills his promise, the answer was given. On that day, I remember specifically for that baby had been in labor for three days. Correct? Yeah. And we were asking the Lord to let that, that move on and that baby be born. We heard the Lord answered that prayer. We asked on that day, and I said, Lord, you said right here you're going to do it. So I expected, honestly, I checked with TK, tried to do every day. And then the next day, there was a, a transition. Something had changed. There was a, it, it began to move in a healthy way. And all I'm saying is I believe, and I stand here to tell you, the Lord said it will be done, and it was done. And it's still being done. He's going to complete that. Okay. What if? What if some of our people of our church began to gather in groups? Needs to be at least two of you because it says if two of you are gathered in my name. If two or three of you are gathered in my name, it said in the next part. What if we came together and we began to agree about specific things that were according to God's word and according to the leadership of the spirit, what would happen here? Wonder if we would, if we ask the Lord for certain things, if he would actually begin to do it? What if we ask the Lord to call laborers into our field to help us with what we need to be strengthened and strong enough to get turned outwardly, not inwardly, but to turn outwardly. Let me give you a little hint. If the church of Jesus Christ does not turn external, if it does not focus on the lost around us, it becomes cannibalistic. We begin to feed off of each other. Become negative and destructive and critical about us. And it's not hard to find faults within, you know that. But our goal, we have to be a people that look outside into the fields that are white right now into harvest. What if we prayed and said, Lord, bring us some laborers that move us in an an exponential way outside of ourselves. Do you think he would do it? The reason he would do it is because he said he would. He said you're to ask the father for, the, for laborers into the field that are ready. So we're praying in agreement. He said he will do it. What if we prayed that a group of people prayed that we would get a burden for lost people that moved us not by guilt, not by shame from the preacher or the pulpit, but from an internal drive within us to go after people who do not know the Lord. What if we prayed that? Would he do it? Is it in accordance with his word? Go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in? How, what, if, what if some got around a, an area and they prayed, Lord, we would like for this to become a house of healing. Relational healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, physical healing. We would really like for this to become a hospital of the miraculous. What if you begin to pray that? Would God answer it? Is it according to his word? Is it in alignment with his spirit? Then it says if we pray that, we'll have that. Right? I don't know if you've known. uh, And by the way, I'm so glad you came on Memorial Weekend to church. That's awesome. You could have chosen a hundred other places to be, but you came to the house of the Lord. I just want to thank you for that. It's awesome. But... Since we've been here, we went from four children in the old building. We had four children attending with about 15 workers. And now it's happened so much so that you've reached so many young families that we now are out of space in our children's wing, totally out of space. We're actually having to move student ministry uh, out some to make room for the children's church beginning next Sunday. What I'm saying to you is what if we begin to pray because we're going to need an, an, an additional facility. Who would have thought within a year and a half? But we're going to need some more room for children's swing. What if some people gathered and said, Lord, we're going to ask for a supernatural provision. We're going to need a million dollars. Lord, would you help us find a way would you provide for us? It says that two or three gathered, Is it, would it be his will that we have an addition to add more families and more children? I think yes. And he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, so he's got the money, yes. What if we ask him? Okay. Vicki said it, it's so easy to get comfortable where we are. It convicted me heavily this morning. Kind of a passive thing got in my spirit. <clears throat> what if some gathered around and said, Lord, we're going to ask you to do a work within this body that puts a uh, hunger within us, a new fire of, of revival in our spirit. It would be in accordance with his word and in, with his spirit. What if we prayed that? What if we said, Lord, we need a whole army of pray warrior, prayer warriors in this church. And two or three gathered and they said that. The Lord he said he'd raise them up. So here's what you get to do. I got banners around each corner of this worship center. Vicky, would you come up? I'm going to ask that two or three that have a, a vision or a burden about one of those issues during this few minutes of invitation, I would like for you to gather at those, and I'll tell you what they are. Gather at the one with two or three, just join together in agreement, and ask the Lord to do that thing for our church family. We're just going to practice it. You know why? Because he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, and we ask according to his will, by, by his word and his spirit, you have what you've asked. Let's just put it to a test. I tested him for TK, and you know what, the Lord? He didn't fail. And do you think we need all of those things? We really do. We do. So here it is. If you want to pray for laborers to come into the field, go gather right there. Then grab hands. One of you lead it in prayer. If you feel like you want to pray for a new burden for lost people in our church family, that corner right over there, two or three, gathered. If you want to pray for the healing to be released, it's on that back wall right there. If you want to pray for kids' ministry provision for that building, uh, we need a million for that to happen. If you want to pray for uh, spiritual hunger to rise in our area, our neighborhoods begin to get hungry to know the Lord, pray over there. If you want to pray that God would raise up prayer warriors in our church, go pray there. So for the next few minutes, I'm just going to let you do that.